0: Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. You can find more of them like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search the KYMN Radio Podcast.
1: Real Radio, True Variety, 95.1, The One. Well, good morning. I I love the report this morning that sunshine now through Sunday. Is that right? Yeah.
0: We could use some (laughs) rain,
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Is it going to rain? Boy, the grass is, or the ground is getting pretty hard out there. We could probably use some April showers for these May flowers that are popping up.
1: Yes, they're supposed to be popping up, right? Aren't they?
0: (laughs) But let's enjoy the sunshine while it's here. Uh, uh, It was all sunshine and roses last night at the Northfield City Council meeting in City Hall Council chambers. (laughs) Uh, Maybe not so much. Well, actually, it was pretty... Uh, routine uh, council meeting last night, but uh, yeah. let's talk about some of the things that you did. First yeah. of all, let's talk about the City Hall Safety Project. Yeah. I looked a little bit of, of the information you had in the uh, booklet last night and I thought, what are they doing for safety? And I, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You look at it, it all makes sense. Maybe you can make some sense to our listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so longtime Northfielders will know that the history of the building as a is as an elementary school and over the years we've made some small upgrades to it to modernize it right to remove the abc carpet that was in the council chambers you know just (laughs) update the (laughs) toilets so that they aren't for um maybe our three foot high (laughs) community members you know so we've uh, we've made some improvements over the years and just uh, incremental steps and i'm my hope is this is the last incremental step that will need to be taken to really move the the building into modern professional standards. Mm-hmm. It's our main uh, building. We entertain people that uh, potentially want to m- locate their business here at City Hall. And so you're giving that not only is it for those that live here, but those that maybe want to do a project here. Right. So it's really important that it present itself in a professional, modern way. And so some of the uh, updates that will be happening will include some handicapped accessibility at the counter, spaces, um, better customer service as people walk in the building. Sometimes you're wandering around like, where do you go? Where is this office? And you miss some of the signage, and even though to the best of your ability you're looking, you are lost, (laughs) right? And so just giving that Extra effort to that when people come in, they're really greeted, even though there might not be an actual live individual person there. They'll be greeted with some guidance on where to go mm-hmm. and how to find uh, that space. So, I'll let Administrator Marte pick up the pieces that
0: i left <laughs> now there, there are also some uh, you know safety aspects that are yeah. involved uh, with this uh, as uh, as the mayor mentioned has gone through the, it's gone through several renovations and now uh, looking at some of those things safety cameras and and uh, you know we have uh, those temporary covid restraining or walls <laughs> flexi glass yes. things uh, those are going to be addressed
2: Yeah, as the mayor was talking about, the building is a imagine if you haven't been in there, it's kind of like an elementary school, long hallways, and then like the classrooms have been converted into these office spaces for each department. So, a lot of our most of the offices, I think, right now, you walk into those and you're literally the public space is also the private space of the offices. You come in and you're kind of there in an open setting. And with COVID, of course, we had to put up temporary barriers and things, but we've also been looking at ways to create different layering of um, just separation of those public and private spaces. So they'll be making those more permanent. Door controls is a big one. Just having um, locking lockdown capabilities of the building. We're providing an additional exiting out of the council chambers in case there's any uh, need to, to get out in case of a physical threat or something in the space or other emergency that we added another space behind the dais. Um, <clears throat> those are probably some of the key ones. They're just basic Door control measures, and I, I kind of use this example about 20 years ago. Um, I was in a community that had these same door controls. I mean, they're modernized now, but I mean, these this technology has been around for decades. And especially with a building like this, to me, it just is a, it's a needed feature that you have to have with just how the interaction works. But um, those are some of the key ones. And um, I think along with that, um, as the mayor talked about, you know, certainly the safety and security, I think, is kind of the base things that drove the project. But also with that taking advantage of the opportunity to really modernize it and professionalize it. Also bringing in little things like trying to bring in some natural light into some of these workspaces for people yeah. on the interior pieces because, um, you know, if you, if you don't have any natural light, we know that people are happier workers and um, just brings in a little better mood, I guess, to things. So, And we'll be doing some decorating and some new furnishings in the hallways and things too. So um, it's a pretty large project. It's, um, it's about $800,000, and we have fortunate... Um, with some of the state um, uh, that we didn 't have the state budget cuts that we might thought you know we came through with the economy fairly good and with some federal assistance, um, we had set aside some cash reserves, so we 'll be able to use kind of a combination of cash reserves and some potentially some of that state assistance that 's coming to to make some of those temporary measures more permanent that we 've had uh, during the pandemic so Um, It really worked out well, and um, we've been working on these security issues and safety measures with the council on and off, you know, since I've been here in 2016 and probably started conversations before that, too.
0: You've been here five years already.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Time flies. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Now, if I understand this right, this is kind of the first step in the process. This kind of gets the ball rolling as far as the actual plans and and design and everything. Yes.
1: So there will be uh, further approvals that will come back, and the council will need to authorize that with at least a five-of-seven vote. And uh, I think it was really well received. It passed last night. The measure passed, I believe, 7 0 Actually, all of our votes last night were 7-0. Mm-hmm. People just don't talk about that very much, but they we're all unanimous. So um, just a really well done. Lots of background information, lots of hard work that went into this.
0: Let's talk about bathrooms at uh, Oddfellows Park. I, I've yes. been to Oddfellows Park. I don't recall recently uh, actually being there and using a facility there. But uh, from what I understand, uh, an upgrade could be... <laughs> would be a welcome addition to odd park uh can you tell us about that
2: yeah i'm kind of chuckling because we don't want the mayor to be our spokesperson for our current bathroom condition so i mean i think it's a fair conversation i think she referred to them as scary last night or something like that they're a little no i
1: think Councilor ness first used that word scary so come on
2: <laughs> but they are a little scary um certainly yeah well they're, they're certainly in need of improvements and um we ended up uh, needing some extra dollars from what we had budgeted to upgrade those, make them ADA compliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not compliant now. It's really in rough shape r- Shape if you consider all aspects of the structure. It's basically a concrete, small, basic bathroom facility. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how expensive these things are, though, to upgrade when you get in a kind mm-hmm. of public grade that have to really withstand the elements and withstand um uh, potential vandalism and things because mm-hmm. it's a two hundred thousand dollar project, and you think you know for a bathroom project, how can it cost that much? And part of it, that's the world we're in on the cost and other pieces. When you get into these public type facilities, they're just at a different grade level than mm-hmm. than things we're used to, maybe in residential settings. But the council approved those extra dollars. The um, we converting those um, bathrooms. I think there's four stalls, and they're going to be making them all individual um, unisex stalls. Um, Uh, for the facility, new shingles, siding, basically a complete rebuild of it down to the kind of the base bones of it and then rebuilding it out. And Mm -hmm. um, we had talked about um, using all of our park funds up because we have limited dollars to maintain our system. And so originally we were going to delay a pickleball project um, down off of Riverside Park down there where we are going to be upgrading those. Um, we certainly heard feedback from people who wanted to see those continue, yeah. and um, we ended up, we've been exploring some, some cash funds that we had that had been restricted, and we were able to bring an alternative option for the council to do transfer from a different capital fund, and the council did end up approving that one so both projects uh, would move forward mm-hmm. all right new pickleball courts yes okay riverside down right. by
1: village on the cannon yeah I've, That'll seen, be
2: good.
0: I've seen those out there i didn't i thought they were just tennis courts but they're pickleball courts yes
2: yeah well, it, yeah and there. the interesting thing is I, I mean this is a true minnesotan i guess is that they, they play pickleball in the middle of the winter too they literally <laughs> have been shoveling it off and using it and Um, You know, you got to be a hearty soul to Mm -hmm. be out there playing pickleball in the wintertime. Boy,
0: you got to like your pickleball. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about street improvements, uh, street improvement process. That was discussed last night, um, some street reconstructions and overlays and such.
1: Yeah, so this is really connected to the action that the council took last year about moving away from street assessments and And instead Mm -hmm. utilizing the franchise fees so new process need to follow previously with the assessment process we were following the 429 uh, process we will now shift to a 475 street reconstruction and overlay process so the city staff are really just outlining the main differences between the two processes highlighting again for all of us and the general public where are the most strategic uh, opportunities for us to give guidance and input? And uh, for us, I think it, just because we only do street reconstructions, right? Or mill and overlay or reclaim once a year. Sometimes it takes a little bit to get into and understand the, the groove and the process and the timing of when you really need to give feedback and input to reduce the actual cost at the back end. So, um, this was that opportunity for staff to bring that forward to us and highlight those opportunities, um, and then the immediate following action was to look at the 2022 street reconstruction project was the very next agenda item. So,
0: so is there uh, a process to go through still to set the
2: process
0: for <laughs> with the way you're going through? Where did that end? I guess what was the final uh, final tally? <laughs>
2: Some of the processes are very similar to what uh-huh. the old processes were. All the pieces that are removed are the extra notices and mm-hmm. assessment hearings and all those things, which added complexity, time, and additional steps along the way. So a lot of that's the same. I think also some good discussion that we're going to continue to work on is, and the mayor alluded to that, maybe we can talk in a minute about the project itself as a good example of where we added some things in at this stage, which is appropriate, but one of the discussions was how do we early look at our five-year capital plan that we're doing, make sure that the scope anticipate needs were particularly around pedestrian and bicycling and accessibility issues have really Mm -hmm. been an area of expanded focus and attention. How do we anticipate those better? How do we get good feedback from the council? And then the people who are living in those areas and experiencing it so that we can better anticipate and plan in the future. And so that's still a work in progress, but, um, I think we're, you know, I think this new process gives us a lot more flexibility than the old one did. And I think we're going to continue to look at how do we do some of that early planning a little bit better. And Mm -hmm. we had some good examples last night where we were able to do some things that we weren't otherwise able to do.
0: Okay, let's Mm -hmm. talk about the 2022. That's the Northwest Area Mill and Overlay project. Is that, I'm I'm presuming that's on the uh, Northwest (laughs) side of town. Is that a, a pretty big project over there?
2: Yeah, it covers uh, a number of, uh, st- I won't go through all of the streets, but St. Olaf Avenue. Um, I think we've got, does um, Lockwood, Lockwood Drive have some issues on it? Um, I think um, North Avenue mm-hmm. has some improvements. Looks like Mayor's can yes, help me Cannon out. Yes, Cannon
1: Valley yeah. Drive. Um, okay,
2: in that area. Yep. Kind of yes. out by Greenvale School. Court, and and, uh, yeah, okay. I live on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so a number of them. And then we also had some, uh, we're identifying some opportunities to close some gaps as well uh, with mm-hmm. some trail segments and sidewalk connections. And maybe the mayor can talk about some of those and some of the things that the council mm-hmm. added to the mix last night. All right. Yeah. What did you add to
0: the mix last night? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, first I just want to add in here. So the the Climate Action Plan through that really calls for increased walkability, accessibility throughout the community. And so highlighted last night in the staff powerpoint were the additional biking um i don't know facilities if you could call it that that will be added with the project and one is uh, a saint on street bikeway lockwood drive on street bikeway thigh parkway north avenue trail sidewalk liberty park connecting trail highland avenue uh Highland and Ivanhoe Drive Potential Sidewalk and Greenvale Avenue Sidewalk. In addition to those, that was that opportunity for us as the council to look at areas that maybe got missed. And one of those was the Uh, Councilor Ness brought it up, actually, too, with the Greenville Avenue. There's a section uh, just off of Highway 3 there that if you're walking from Highway 3 going west, you actually have to walk out on the road to connect up with the other sidewalk, and there's some ponding there. There's not a continuous sidewalk on either side of the street for that section. And so highlighted that as an opportunity uh, for potential improvement. And again, this was just a feasibility study. Mm -hmm. So this is that opportunity. If we wanted additional areas to be looked at, this was really that opportunity to ask our staff to make sure that they got included in the feasibility study. It's not saying, yes, we are going to do these particular areas, but the, uh, the analysis needs to be done early on. Cannon Valley Drive uh, sidewalk crossing improvement over by the Northfield Retirement Center was an additional one. Also, Spring Street, North Spring Street between Greenville Avenue and the St. Dominic School. We, unfortunately, all of us missed, including St. Dominic School as an elementary school and our safe routes to school planning And so we're able to catch that as a potential improvement uh, to ensure that kids coming from the north can get safely uh, to the school. Uh, Let's see what else. Um, There were probably a couple other things, gaps in there. But Mm -hmm. I think the council and our staff really worked well together identifying some potential just brainstorming really looking at it the area holistically to see what needed to be improved and
0: for the listeners out there that live in that area uh there is uh, the, a project map on uh, included with the uh, council's uh packet last night so if you want to get kind of a visual idea of what's going on look at the go to the uh the city council uh, their page on the website and yeah. you can find out all that stuff and once again this is all just this is uh, the first step, the Preliminary Feasibility Study, right? Yes. Yeah. Maybe okay. since
2: you're mentioning that too, Jeff, we do also create project pages. So there'll be a project page that's there. You can also go on what's called Notify Me. So if you want to track the updates as it relates to the project, particularly if you're in the area, you can sign up for alerts to come in multiple ways, phone, email. Um, so encourage people to sign up for that too all if they're interested.
0: All right. Uh, we're out of time. Thank you so much for coming in. Any, anything other than... What we've talked about going on.
1: Just that it's National Tourism Week, Mm -hmm. so yeah, be shop uh, locally, right? We have a lot of, um, as we start opening up more and more, just encouraging people to, uh, as Northfielders Mm -hmm. do already, shop local and very faithful to that. So tourism is a really big industry. Mm -hmm. I think there are 2,300 jobs alone in Rice County uh, that are uh, connected with tourism. And then the other thing that I would just say is May 22nd is our All Community Serve Day that uh, is our Love Our City 2021, I believe is what we're Mm -hmm. calling that. That will be coming up uh, towards the weekend before Memorial Day, the morning of. So get your work gloves and sign up and (laughs) get out there and... Work side by side with your friends and neighbors. All right. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much for coming in today. We certainly appreciate it. And we'll see you again next week.
2: Yeah. Thanks.
0: Northfield Mayor Rhonda Powdell and City Administrator Ben Martin. You're listening to the 195.1 FM, AM 1080 KYMN Northfield.